God's Word repeatedly gives believers assurance that there is no reason to fear in this life if if they fear God. And by fearing God, I mean placing your faith for the forgiveness of your sins in His Son, Jesus Christ, and then having been saved from your sins, you now reverently seek to obey His Word. When you rightly fear the Lord, God's Word tells you that there is no reason for fear in this life. And that is what we hear in passages like Psalm 147 in verse 11 that says, But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear Him, in those who hope in His steadfast love. So those who rightly fear God are those who believe in Him. Those who rightly fear God are those who not only believe in Him, but then obey Him. And this is why Jesus tells His disciples in John 14, 27, Peace, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And in Psalm 27 and verse 1, we hear these familiar and very encouraging words, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And then remember these words. Remember what we learned back in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 15, that Christ died to deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. And so I say repeatedly, we learn in God's word that the Lord Jesus Christ died so that all who trust in him have no reason to live in fear, but have every reason to live boldly for him. What Christ desires to see in all who trust in him is fearlessness. Those who put their faith in Christ, God longs to see in those who have trusted in his son fearlessness. Why? So that we do not fear living for Christ in this world. We have no reason to fear living for Christ in this world. We have no reason to fear those who oppose him and who oppose those who believe and follow him so that we do not fear speaking to our neighbors. That is, that is what God desires of those who put their faith in him. He doesn't want them to fear speaking the truth in love about the Lord Jesus Christ to unbelieving friends and family members and neighbors, speaking of their need for Christ, making it clear that they need Christ. We ought not fear that. Why? Because we've been saved from any need for fear. And we'll see this again when we get to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 34 as the writer of Hebrews commands, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, commends believers for their faith. He, he essentially says, good job, believers. He's commending them for their faith in God and their fearlessness before men when he writes these words in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 34, for you had compassion on those in prison and you joyfully accepted, and get that, because what comes next might seem strange, 
you joyfully accepted the plundering of your property. Why? Since you knew that you yourselves had a better possession and an abiding one. So we're going to see it when we get to chapter 10 and verse 34 that it's clear that there can be harm done, physical harm done to God's people this side of heaven, but we have no reason for fear because we have a greater possession than these earthly things that are temporary. And so when we enter Hebrews 4, we might be puzzled to see the writer telling his readers to fear something. Did you hear it when I read verses 1 and 2 of Hebrews 4? The writer is telling his readers to fear something, but let's remember that what we know from the promises of God's word about having no reason to live in fear as believers, that's true. What the writer of Hebrews is saying is not contradicting the the truth of God's word. Those who fear God rightly, believe in, in his son, and obey him have no reason to fear God, have no reason to fear. You do have reason to fear God but you have no reason to fear living in this life, living this life for God. How critical we get this right and not be distracted by or confused by what we see here in Hebrews chapter 4. It was encouraging to me as I read the first few verses of Hebrews chapter 4 and I was trying to decide how much to bring to you today that I was challenged and confused at times And so when I'm challenged and confused, I go to those who I trust and I start reading what other godly men of God's word through the ages have written and and they almost without exception say, this is a really hard passage. (laughs) This is a challenging passage. And so, okay, well, I don't feel so bad for being confused or challenged when I come to a passage like this and I don't want you to be discouraged or confused when you come to a passage like this because it is a challenging passage. And we're just going to take a little bit of the high points of verses 1 and 2 today because of of our time that we have set aside at the end of our service for for the Lord's Supper. We're going to just kind of touch on the high points of verses 1 and 2, but then next week I'm going to come back and and we're going to take a larger bite of of this text and and go a little further. Well, what I want you to see this morning is something that, that stands out. And it stands out to me, and it should stand out to you here. Let's remember first that what we know from the promises of God's word about having no reason to live in fear as believers, that's true. And what we know will help us understand what God is saying here through the writer of Hebrews. So look again at verses 1 and 2. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it, For good news comes to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. Now verses 1 and 2 are pointing back to to those people that we see in the Old Testament, right? We say Israel, Israel, did not enter into God's rest. They wandered, they complained in the desert, right? And, and God said, you will not enter my rest. Why? Because, because of what we see, we saw it at the end of chapter 3, having been reminded by the passages I just read a moment ago where we're told in, in God's word why believers in Christ have no reason to fear and every reason to live the Christian life boldly, 
we come to Hebrews 4 and we're given a serious warning about why truly trusting in Christ is so important. That's why I, I want to pause with just verses 1 and 2 this morning and just take note of, of, the, of the, the things that really stand out here. This is so important. Why, why the serious warning about truly trusting in Christ is so important? Now, in one way, this is a message to those who may be here today who are not believers in Christ. And you're going to hear a challenge from God's Word that is directly to you if you're not a believer in Jesus Christ. This is also a message for those who, if asked, might say that, that you are a believer in Christ, but you would base that on something such as, well, of course I'm a believer, I go to church. Or you might say, of course I'm a believer, I was raised in a, in a family that, that went to church. Or you might say something like that, or, I, or of course I'm a believer because, fill in the blank, that something, something about the works that you do, okay? And, th- and this is a message for you. The message of verses 1 and 2 is for you. This is also a message for believers, those who are confident in their faith, confident in our faith in Christ to take seriously the good news of Jesus Christ and take serious our responsibility to share the good news with those who need to hear it. And so what I want you to see this morning is this powerful reminder from God through the writer of Hebrews that there is something to fear, but if you rightly fear this, you'll have no reason to fear anything else. What is it we should fear? What is it the the unbeliever should fear? What is it the one who proclaims faith in Christ but isn't confident in Christ should fear? And what is it that confident believers with neighbors who need Christ should fear? We actually heard the answer to those questions in what we saw at the end of chapter 3 last week. If you've got chapter 4 open, flip back to chapter 3 or go back to verse 19 in Hebrews 3 says Hebrews 3.19, Israel was kept from entering the promised land because of this failure. What was it? Verse 19 says, So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. They could not enter the promised land because they did not believe God. Get that. Think about that. Think about how Serious a thing it is to not believe God. They could not enter the promised land because they did not believe God and their hearts were hardened in unbelief. And that is why the admonition earlier in verses 12 and 13 of chapter 3 is so important for believers to take seriously when it says, Take care, brothers, lest there be in, in any of you an evil unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. And then this challenge to believers to care for one another, but exhort one another every day as long as as it is called today that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And what I said last week was that this is not a warning that one can lose their salvation because God's word is very clear about the fact that Jesus keeps all those who put their faith in him. But this is a challenge to all who say they're believers but don't continue to walk with Christ by faith daily as long as it's called today because those who fall away, in fact, show they never 
were saved to begin with. That's the challenge from chapter 3. And then we enter chapter 4. And the admonition in chapter 3 is to exhort one another every day, believers. Encourage one another, another every day, believers, with the truth of the word. Encourage one another to remain faithful to God. Be obedient to his word, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. And it's with that thought we're told here in chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, therefore, therefore, points back. Remember? Lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it, for good news came to us just as to them. But the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith. At the end of chapter 3 it says unbelief. That's what we're talking about. They were not united by faith with those who listened. Who's that? Those who believed. So what is there to fear? Fear, unbelief. What this passage is warning us against today is a superficial faith. A faith that is a faith in name only. Superficial Christianity. This is the same warning Jesus gave to those whose faith was superficial, meaning that it was not real faith in Christ. It was merely faith in name. Jesus made clear in Matthew 7 and verses 21 to 23 that there would, there would be many who, who would, who had claimed to have been those who were following him or those who had, who had served him in some way or did something in his name. And he will have to say to them, depart from me. I never knew you because they hadn't truly trusted him. And believed in him, Jesus says, Matthew seven twenty one. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. He's talking about those who obey show themselves to be true believers. Verse 22, on that day many will say, many. You hear that? That's kind of frightening to think about it. Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? That's doing something in God's name, right? And cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name. And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. It gets our attention, doesn't it? And Hebrews 4, verses 1 and 2 should get our attention too. Fear, unbelief. Hebrews 4, verses 1 and 2 is telling us to fear unbelief, fear having no faith, fear having religion and not Christ, right? It's possible to have religion. It's possible to be a religious person, to be a Bible carrier, a person who goes to church on Sunday and who speaks a religious language. But God's word says fear unbelief. Because fear of unbelief, the fear of having no faith, rightly feared means that you will truly put your faith firmly on Christ and not in your own good works. You see, there is nothing you can do to save yourself. There is nothing you can do to save yourself. 
You are trapped in your sins with no escape but Christ. Your salvation is all a work of Christ that he finished at Calvary. And that is what we commemorate today. It's what we remember until he comes at the Lord's Supper. It's what we celebrate at the Lord's Supper. His finished work at Calvary. And then to prove it was finished, he rose from the dead on the third day, didn't he? And showing that he had conquered sin and death and hell and the grave. And that's the gospel. And you have to believe in the gospel. You have to believe in the one in whom the gospel is about, Jesus Christ, and believe in him alone to be saved. And that is your only hope. That's the gospel. And pastor and author Randy Pope writes, the gospel is simply this. We lost it all. He did it all. We get it all. Isn't that wonderful? We lost it all. He makes an argument in the book that he wrote where I read this. He makes an argument that if we don't understand that we lost it all, we won't believe that we get it all. We won't believe that he needed to to do it all. We lost it all. We're trapped in our sins. But he did it all. And we get it all, praise God. And because of Christ, there is a rest to enter. Do you see it in verse 1? It says verse 1, there is a promise to enter that rest for all who believe. There's a rest for all who believe in Christ. What is that rest? Warren Wearsby explains it this way. He writes, the Canaan rest for Israel is a picture of the spiritual rest we find in Christ when we surrender to him. When we come to Christ by faith, we find salvation rest. Says Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. He goes on to say, When we yield and learn of him and obey him by faith, we enjoy submission rest. Matthew 11, verses 29 and 30 says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Wearsby goes on to say, The first is peace with God. Peace with God. Romans 5.1 Therefore, since we have been Justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He says the second is the peace of God. The peace of God. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So Wearsby says, it is by believing that we enter into rest. Believing. That's why we say fear unbelief. That's why Hebrews 4, 1 and 2 challenges us to fear unbelief. It is by believing, says Wearsby, that we enter into rest. And we're going to see that, Lord willing, next time in, in verse 3, where it says, for we who have believed enter that rest. As he has said, as I swore my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although 
his works were finished from the foundation of the world. And so Wearsby says, it is by obeying God by faith and surrendering to his will that the rest enters into us. You see, Jesus Christ is our rest. And because Jesus says to us today, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and that's all of us before Christ. We labor and we are heavy laden under our burden of sin. If you ever read Pilgrim's Progress, you know, Pilgrim journeyed, right? And he's got this burden on his back, his sins. And when he sees the cross, where where's the burden go? It falls, right? Jesus says to us, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And because Jesus says that to us today, we're reminded to fear unbelief. If we don't believe that, we're trapped in our sins. And we cannot lay our burden aside. And we will take the burden and guilt of our sins to the grave. And it will be ours for an eternity separated from God in hell. But because Jesus says today to us, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest, we fear unbelief, we fear having no faith because if you have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have no reason for fear. If you fear unbelief, you will fear God. And fearing God properly means trusting in His Son believing and obeying his word. 